Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Pretty bombshell developments from the CDC, from the FDA, an admission, and as published in the New York Times, an admission that they are not publishing all of the COVID-19 vaccine data for fear that it might be read, interpreted, and used against their interests. Pretty bombshell. I mean, we knew that they were doing it, right? We knew that they were doing it, but for them to admit it openly like this, I, I'm kind of shocked. Well, how many times have they done it? Well, they hope that nobody's paying attention. And then they know somebody's going to be paying attention, but then they can come back and just say that they're a fake news outlet or they're, you know, that they have the fact checkers do the hard work for them of, of shutting someone down or they call the media companies or they call the the big tech companies, and they said, hey, you need to do something about these guys. You need to cut them off and take away their account, demonetize them, make them suffer. I mean, that's the American way, isn't it, Max? I think that's the American way. Well, it's the CDC's way. And it was interesting to prep for the show. I say, no, I'm just going to real quick, just it's an easy search, just a quick Google search for CDC lies. CDC lies. Right? What, what do you think comes up? What do you think comes up if you search CDC? The people lies? are lying about the CDC, and the CDC is absolutely, you know, one hundred percent honest with all Americans. Am I too not far? Not quite. Off? Not quite. I'm trying to hook up my screen, and it's not letting me. Guys, can you see? Can you see my screen right now? Yes. Okay. So why don't we go to my screen? Um, what happens if you search CDC lies? Is you get. Oh no, it's not. It's not letting me. It's not letting this is you. It's frustrating. What? Um, it, it's not letting me share my screen. We we just shared your screen. No, I was scrolling we down and it. it wasn't scrolling at all. No, it wasn't scrolling. Okay. Um, but anyway, that's great. Um, if you search CDC lies, it brings up CDC guidance for head lice. As if the only web page out there on the internet that possibly has CDC lies next to each other is CDC's head lice, right? They're treating it like lies is a spelling mistake. Oh, it is, isn't it? Well, that's interesting. And then the questions that are asked on CDC lies is, can you still get COVID-19 if you're vaccinated? How serious is COVID-19? Is it possible to pick up COVID-19 by touching an affected surface? Can you get the COVID-19 by someone who has no symptoms? Head lice, head lice, other concerns and conditions with ADHD. HIV and STD criminalization laws. There's nothing in here about them lying. Nope. Nope. You get head lice, head lice. Then you get ADHD, HIV, how to stay safe during a tornado. And then you finally start getting, you get earthquake. And then you finally get one from uh, AMA, words and actions that erode trust in the CDC. So you have to get all the way down to the bottom of the page to get actual things with lies. 
involving well, this. If you do scene. go to CDC is lying, it does come up with some things. So, so there is things to go back to 2020, but nothing that's relevant today. Yeah, no, not on the first page. It's all they, they're treating it like it is a spelling mistake. But now we are learning today that the CDC has been lying to us. And we're going to do a dive into that today. But before we do have to let everyone know that in honor of President's Day, one of uh, the sponsors of this show, Liberty Cigars, is rolling out a whole new cigar collection honoring different presidents from the past. So they've assembled this honoring the first six presidents all in one beautiful cigar collection. These great men guided our nation admirably, admirably from the very beginning in the period known as the Early Republic. So that is what this is called, the Early Republic Cigar Series. Each cigar mirrors the personality of the one so honored. The set includes George Washington, John Adams, John, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams. In honor of President's Day, the conservative daily audience will receive a 17.76% discount on the early Republic series, originally priced at $89. But in order to get that, you have to use promo code LIBERTY at libertycigars.com. So again, go to libertycigars.com, use promo code LIBERTY to pick up this amazing cigar set and get a cool 17.76% off. That's, that's a nice little nice little number. I think it I, is. I like the 1776. So let's, let's put up image one, Mr. Producer. This is the excerpt from the New York Times showing the, the bit where they're admitting that they're not releasing all of the all of the data, they're not releasing all of the information, um, admitting that they're deliberately withholding. And here's what it says, quote, but the CDC has been routinely collecting information since the COVID vaccines were first rolled out last year. According to a federal official familiar with the effort, the agency has been reluctant to make those figures public, the official said, because they might be misinterpreted as the vaccines being ineffective. Funny how that works. No, isn't that a little funny? That they won't release the information because, it's because it might make people think that it's ineffective. It makes you wonder what that information, what that data says. Well, I mean, we know that the information coming out of uh, Pfizer is going to, they wanted to take 55 years to release it. They now have a stay and they're saying they want to get that released over the next eight months. Same thing for the CDC is they won't release data because they're afraid of the same thing. I mean, this, yeah. the, you know, it, I know we're talking about the CDC's confession, but man, I, I always want to come back to the correlation. And I, I say that I talk about it every single day, and that is election fraud and the proof of election fraud. They're, they're running away from the proof of what happened with the pandemic. They're running away from the proof that what they were trying to sell us is not something that is, is it's not factual. Now we find out that the Queen of England is going to survive because she's given ivermectin, but we can't give people in the in the United States that are in hospitals on ventilators and dying of of more than likely remdesivir. We can't give them ivermectin to save their lives. Makes you just wonder: out of the million people that have died, how many of those million people could have been saved had they not built a propaganda war against the American people that ended up in the genocide death of over a million Americans? Yeah. So, Mr. Producer, try going to my screen again. We have a show planned where it's very me, my screen centric. Um, can you go to my screen again and see if it's changed? Maybe it's just showing me. Nope, it's not. It doesn't work. Um, okay, that's fabulous. 
Um, so I don't really know how we're going to do the show if the screen's not working, but we'll talk about the different details for sure. So these lies, they're significant. And apparently the data that they're deliberately withholding is the data from 18 to 39 year olds. The effectiveness of booster shots in that age group. And this comes at a time where they are now openly saying they want to force these people to get another booster shot. So that was the news that was actually out just yesterday, I believe, yesterday from the FDA that they are weighing, Sunday, that they are weighing authorizing a second booster shot at the same time admitting that they are not letting us know the data from the first booster shot for fear that we'd all realize, anyone who doesn't already know, realize that the booster shots are pointless and they don't work. But, I mean, are we actually getting to that place, Max, right now where they're just, they've already started to stop talking about it. They've stopped talking about booster shots. They've stopped talking about these things. They're trying to, you know, I believe it's like the, the temperature, right? If you look at uh, some sort of regression chart, you see the temperature go up. And if we, if we just look at it, it's a straight line going up, right? Straight, straight line. There, mm -hmm. oh, it's the opposite. Okay, so you have the straight line going up. And if they were to stop immediately and say, okay, oh, we were wrong and go all the way down, what do you think would happen to the temperature of people who have been tolerating I and mean, suffering through this? I would be boil over. So, so, so I, want, I want you to understand why they're, they're still taking shots in different states. But you have other states that have said, hey, we're going to roll back. We, we have an off-ramp off for masks. We have an off-ramp for some of the things that we're dealing with. They want to literally slowly bring it down so that they can bring down the temperature because they know that if they just fall right off a cliff, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Let, let's just talk about what's going to happen. Yeah. People in America are going to walk in to our leaders and they're going to hang them from the nearest sign. And that's not me calling for violence and calling to hang anyone. That is, the, that, that is what people, people in this country right now feel betrayed. They feel betrayed by the CDC. They feel betrayed by the election system. They feel betrayed by uh, the elected leaders, by, by Fauci. They absolutely feel betrayed. They feel betrayed by the media. I mean, they feel betrayed. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. They, 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 we have all been treated like the village idiots, like the, 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 we really don't matter. And so that betrayal, they're hoping to bring down that temperature. They're like, okay, let's bring down that temperature slowly. We'll, we'll still resist it. We'll still talk about it. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, still wear your mask. We'll still make little stories here and there where we can, you know, persecute someone for not doing as we say. But the reality of it is, is they're rolling them back in almost every state. They're rolling, they're rolling things back in every state. They're stopping the well, talking about it. Do, do you know why? It, it released, I'll see if I can pull it up, the internal polling that I was saying a week or so ago assuming it had to exist, the internal polling from the Democrats is devastating, showing upwards of 60% of Americans strongly believing that Democrats have gone too far, that Democrats have overplayed their hand. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are polls that shocked them, shocked the Democrat Party into giving up. And you're right. What do you think happens to the bar owner who lost everything? The, the bar or restaurant that's been in his family for generations, they've lost everything because the CDC came in and demanded the six feet guidance, which we now know was an arbitrary number made up that no one can actually point to where that six feet came from. And the mask guidance, which now we know doesn't actually work and Democrats, liberals are already putting out op-eds saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter if the masks don't work. It's still, it's still good to wear them. What, oh, you're right. <laughs> if you lose everything to complete bullshit and you, yeah. and you realize all that, I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. 
And and Joe, you mentioned something, our leaders. Yes, I think that they're going to get a brunt of it, but most of these decisions aren't being aren't being enacted solely by the leaders. They're being enacted by unelected bureaucrats. I mean, Anthony Fauci has been in his position at CDC since 1984. The vast majority of Americans haven't even indirectly voted for him. He's just been there for this whole time. So yeah, the le- it's going to come down to leaders, and you can see that they're trying to trying to abandon ship so they don't get dragged down with this. But it's also got to clear the bureaucracy. We talk about the deep state all the time. This is proving that there is a medical deep state. There is a CDC. No, FDA there's just one deep, deep state. state. The one deep state. Well, no. The, there's different there's different aims but it, <laughs> i want to well, stab no, like, you with like, a knife or i want to shoot you with a gun right i mean it, it's it's i agree with you that there's different yeah, there's yeah. different aspects of it i'm just saying that the I mean, same we people are responsible for C- one or responsible for the other yeah but like when we learned today the cia was was spying on trump's transition team yeah. that is a different goal yeah. than the people within the cdc and fda who have their buddies working at the pharmaceutical companies like pushing cash under the table and giving them sweetheart deals. Like th- those, they're different motivations. Yeah, I agree with Still that. a deep state. Um, I would agree with that. We have, to, we have to purge it. Just like we had to, we should have purged the Pentagon after Afghanistan fell. Just like we should have purged the intelligence agencies after Russiagate was blown wide open. We have to purge the FDA, the CDC. We, we, we have to, because these people cannot be allowed to make any decisions okay. over our lives again. I think I think yep. I think I think we we need to do that. Let's come up with it. Let's come up with a conclusion here. Let's come up with a solution here. So when we talk about purging the FDA, or excuse me, the purge the FDA, purging the CDC, purging the, oh, the F- medical FDA environment, too. the, the NIH, too. NIST, <laughs> National Institute of Standards and Technology, National Institute of Health. When we talk about purging them, what what are we what are we asking for as American people? What what can we put out there and say? Listen, we think that the government needs to shrink by what percentage? Like what percentage are we talking about? 60%? We know the federal government's trash. I mean, largely they're trash. They're, they're part of this cabal. They are the cabal. They are the criminal enterprise. If you, if you look at what's happening at the lower level, they are being barked down at the, at the federal level. They're barked down to states, and that's why we have the issues that we have with DA races and things like that. There's, there's always an influence that comes from this federal cabal. So what, what percentage? What percentage of the federal government do we need to rid ourselves of in order to get to a more constituted, transparent, and effective government? Well, what's the percentage of government that goes home during government shutdown? Like 55 or 60%? Maybe we start there. Okay. <laughs> we, right. when we, I mean, when we have so, government shutdowns, we've had government shutdowns before that have lasted weeks, and nothing changed? All right, so let me ask you a question, Max. If, if, if the average person does not go to work for two weeks, and they're like, hey, look, I'm not going to go to work for two weeks. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't going to pay me, right? I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to work for the two weeks. And they, they come back and they go, oh, wait, I, you know what? We found the budget for you. Come back to work. What are the chances that you go back to two weeks and get paid for work that you didn't do? Oh, yeah, that's what happens with, with uh, oh. government shutdowns. No, they don't, they don't just get that money. They always get a bonus as well. Here's here's your money and here's a bonus. Here's an extra 15, 20% because we inconvenienced you. So, so it's the haves and the have nots. And we're we're finding the federal government is taking a large percentage of he, he, let's just let's just cut through the shit. Okay, let's just cut through it right now. Cut through it. Not, that's a bad word. All right. 52 cents on every dollar goes to the federal government. Or excuse me, goes to government. 
federal government ends up somewhere around 38, 39% if you call entitlements and the money goes up. So nearly 70% of the money that we have at a state level goes to the federal government. Okay? Mm -hmm. So let's hypothetically say at 52%, family works, husband and wife, 104% of a person gets given to the government, pound of flesh and a little bit more of a family. Okay? What if you could get that down to 15 to 20%? What, what if you yeah. can get the tax rate across the country down to 15 to 20%? Get rid of tolls on roads. I mean, how many of you would be happy with that? How many, how many, how many people be would be happy? All right? I'd be happy with it. We do have a lot that we need to pay for, though. Like, I'm all for shrinking government. Um, I'm all for it. But there's a lot. I mean, most of the spending that we have is to service our debt. I mean... <laughs> So All right. there, there's a lot of spending that we can't so, really quite get away from, which I want to, right? But we still have a lot we need to pay for. Max, if, if we serviced our budget and we still had a budget for a defense budget and it was, it, was, it was properly serviced, there was a discipline to it. In other words, hey, listen, we want to buy a Boeing for Air Force One. It's $3 billion. And you look at it and you go, that's absurd. We'll give you $900 billion. Build it for $900 million or I'll find someone that will. Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. That was All right. Trump. We'll do it for nine hundred million. Only one, only one who did it. What, Trump. what happened to the other two billion dollars? So if he we just knew got that pushed to some another project. Because yeah. th- there was some sensibility that was used for it. So our 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 entire government has become a grift of the American people. A complete grift. So let's talk about you know, who gets that money, right? Yeah. So the you know CDC gets a bunch of money, and then they say, hey, listen, we, we really screwed up. We didn't tell the truth about anything. And so we can't release this to the American people because if we release to the American people, it's going to be used against us. You're freaking mm-hmm. right we're going to use it against you. It should be used against you. But, but this is where we get into that place where we're, we're, not, we're not acting as Americans with sensibilities. Lay Republican and Democrat aside, let's just hypothetically say we got our taxes down to 20%. We're at 52%. We have 20%. That means 20%, 20%, 40%. So I got 60% left. How much time are you going to be able to spend with your family if you had an extra 30% on both sides, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, to spend? How much more time are you going to have? How much less stress are you going to have? It's a yeah. real question. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the flip side of it is if, if it happens at the federal level, you know that cities and states are going to increase their taxes in response. I mean, we, we saw that with the salt taxes under Trump as, as different deductions went up and down cities and States came and said, Oh wow, well you're earning more money. We're going to take a bigger piece of that pie. Guys, listen, Max, listen, let me, let me just say this. Okay. From a mathematical standpoint, from a mathematical standpoint, you said that they're going to take it from the federal and give it to the state. I don't care how you cut it. I think the American people can say, hey, listen, if I make a dollar, I'll send 20%. You guys figure it out on the federal and state level, but that's all you get. You only get 20% of my money, period. I'll give you 20% for education and things like that. Here's what we know about education. The average education student, the student in Denver, Colorado, I use Denver as an example, costs the state nearly $16,000. Okay? That's, that's low compared to other states. But yeah. 16, oh, yeah. let's, okay, $16,000 per student to go to school, okay? Do you know what the average private school, which, by the way, is a better education, it's a completely better educa- education, better environment, better, better everything. Do you have any idea what a private ed- school education typically costs? Um, 
I mean, it's all over. It's somewhere between six and fifteen, somewhere above that. Okay. So average the, it out so the, somewhere so the, in there. Yeah. So the average in Colorado is about ninety four hundred dollars. So ninety four hundred dollars, you can get a private school education. No standardized anything, no, you know, refrigerators hanging out of the window, trying to get air conditioning into a room in the middle of, while, while they build billion dollar buildings in downtown Denver for all the executives that work in government, while kids are basically sweating their guts out in a, in a thing in, in mid-June with no air conditioning. No, it costs about nine, let's, let's, let's just put it at 10 grand. So we have an additional $6,000 at a cost per student just on the education side. And there's, there's a reason why I'm saying this in the middle of the bombshell CDC confession. It's because we waste so much money and we get so much less for what we waste. Over here, you have a polished turd, costs you $16,000. Over here, you have a challenge coin that actually is shiny, that does what it's supposed to do, that teaches math, science, English, the basics. Here, polished turd, it's actually a turd. You can't eat it. Over here, it's an apple. You can actually eat it. It actually tastes yeah. good. Here, tastes like, looks like, polished, it's still. Here, you can eat it. I think we have to get back to a place where we say, listen, we know the CDC is liars. We, we, we're done paying it. I think as Americans, we have to start making decisions that we say we're done. We're done paying taxes. We're done. We're done paying taxes. You guys figure it all out. We're done as an organization. We're done as an organization of people paying taxes. You get nothing from us. Let's get back to zero. And then you know what? We're willing to pay for these things, but we're not paying for entitlements. We're not paying for fat pensions. We're not paying for the fact that you get to give free stuff to people. Well, all the rest of us have to go to work 55 hours, 60 hours a week while you get to work 30 on the, on the average 30. And that's if you count walking to the coffee machine and back. Government workers just don't work. And you say, oh, teachers work really hard. Okay, well, teachers receive literally less than 15% of the total entitlements that are given of that $16,000 per student. So you got 85%, and, and I feel like we're right back to the same place when we start talking about um, health care. I mean, how much money goes to the doctors, Max? It would depend on the doctors. It would depend on the field. 3%, 5%, 8%, 10%. Is it 100? It would depend. I mean, I mean, surgeons are going to get a bigger cut hmm? than, than someone who's just making rounds. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that we never address the problem. We always address the symptom. We never build models to say, hey, look, how can we make healthcare cheaper? Oh my gosh, why would we do that? How can we actually make you know, uh, education more efficient? Why the hell are we paying property tax? Why is it that I have to pay an absorbent amount of property tax of which 70% of the property tax goes towards education and they do such a poor job on education? I'm paying into a system to give someone a polished turd. Well, here's the question. Is it fixed by cutting costs, by cutting taxes, or is it fixed by getting rid of the bad people in these organizations that are wasting the money. Personally, if if, if we're paying sixteen thousand dollars for a kid to go to go to school, yeah. if that kid actually came out being able to read and write at his grade his or her grade level, be able to do advanced mathematics, learned all life skills so they could actually balance a checkbook and wouldn't be a charge on okay. society. All right. I mean, Love that would it. be one thing. 
Yeah. That'd be one thing, right? But we're paying 16 grand for a kid and a shockingly large number of kids are graduating if they even graduate without being able to read and write at their age group, at their age level, right? I mean, we, we talk about healthcare costs. It, it wouldn't be so damn painful paying this much in health insurance if the health insurance actually got you help when you got sick. Yeah. But there's so many damn hoops you have to jump through, so many exceptions like, oh, well, you had a heart attack. Well, it's a shame that it's a shame that the ambulance drove you to the wrong hospital. You're out of network. Meanwhile, you're having a heart attack. You're dying. You can't pick which <clears throat> hospital you go to, which is actually a great segue into our sponsor, Air Med Care Network, because as we just said, insurance is not going to want to cover the cost of going to different hospitals. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure that if you need to be airlifted to a hospital, you won't go bankrupt for it. We go ahead and put it up on the screen, Mr. Producer. I know I caught you off guard with that segue. Yeah. Air Med Care Network starts at $85. That's my screen. That's not the Air Med Care thing. Um, you can put it up, the Air Med Care. I know I caught you there off guard go. with the segue. It was a good segue. It starts Very at $85 good. for one year. That covers you, your spouse, and your children. Less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus, when you sign up with Air Med Care Network using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of gift card. It's free money. So head on over to the link in our description. Again, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Yeah, Joe, it would be one thing. If we were paying so much money into the military, it would be one thing if we weren't cutting and running out of Afghanistan with our tail between our legs, watching the Taliban take all the equipment. Like if we actually were to win wars, then it might be a little bit easier to, to stomach. But okay. when you see all that equipment left behind being used in Taliban victory parades, it's harder to justify spending it. Right? We, we, we're never going to win a war again with these people in the Pentagon. We will never win a war again. They do not have what it takes to win a war. They are too afraid of being called racist to win a war anywhere on this planet. It'll never happen again unless right. we completely, okay. completely clean house. So, It'd be so, one thing if, if the money we were spending, because there's no correlation between spending and outcomes. It's clear that the more money you spend on education does not get better outcomes. Otherwise, we'd be seeing better outcomes the more we spend. Well, listen, we, we, we've gotten to the, the point where our system is fundamentally broken, right? It's fundamentally broken. And what do you do when something's broken? You replace it right? And you don't replace it with another shiny object with the people that broke it. You replace it with something that we actually stand up and say we've had enough. So it doesn't matter what we talk about when we talk about education, or we talk about healthcare, and we talk about what they're doing. It's fundamentally, the idea is to create opportunity and chaos. And I use this as an example overseas. Iraq right now, Iraq, has one of the highest, the highest, natural resource indexes in the entire world. Yeah. They have more oil, they have more natural resource, mineral, plutonium, which, I mean, is not a good thing. Uh, lithium deposits are nearly 2.4% of the, of the world's population of, of lithium deposits that they know of are in Iraq. So the, 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 these are all real things, right? They, why is it that the dinar is worth nothing? Why is it with that many oil reserves that they're selling the average barrel of gas that they pull out of Iraq and they ship somewhere else leaves Iraq at a rate of... $9 a barrel. That's modern-day imperialism. Guy, listen. Modern-day imperialism. What do you think is happening to the United States right now? People, pay attention to this. Hit the rumble button. Pay attention to this. You might learn something here. We are always talking about the problems. We get on here talking about the problems with CDC lying to us. They lie to us about everything. 
but if I'm lying, I'm dying, by the way. It's $9 a barrel. They pump oil out of Iraq at $9 a barrel. They steal that's the it. Cost, that's the cost that the, it, they, they pay to pump it out. To, they pay Iraq. They're like, here, here's $9 a barrel. Because $9. Crappy lease. Well, <laughs> yeah, crappy lease. It is a crappy lease, but who's in charge of it? And where does that money go? British where does that $9 a barrel go? It literally rolls across the border, not really rolls, but goes through a pipeline, rolls across the border to a company that says, thank you very much, daddy, can I have another? Then they walk to the commodity market and says, oh, by the way, it's $80 a barrel. How many of you wouldn't like to have a 8,000% return on your money? It's not 8,000, it's 800, no, it's about 8,000. Yeah, it's about 8,000. How many of you guys wouldn't want to have that? Who wouldn't want that? You would want that, right? We, we stopped talking about the fundamental value of our system and what they're doing globally. We need to rip back the curtain. We found out critical race theory. Well, critical race theory is, is, is a symptom of the fact that our education system is being run by morons. When the teachers and the administrators say, we're going to go on strike and leave the kids in the classroom to go hungry, when they, when they do that, you know that fundamentally you don't have an education system. You have a training system. I am here to train your kids to do what we want them to do. And if you don't do what we want you to do, we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, including your child. The CDC is doing the same freaking thing. The same thing. And yet we fundamentally do not talk about the problem. We talk about the symptoms of the problem. And so I get back to it and I say, why do we do it? If we stopped feeding the beast, we talk about not giving money to Amazon. We talk about what's happening to Facebook. We talk about what's happening to, uh, uh, what's the other one? Twitter. And the fact that they drop. We decided that we're, not gonna we're no longer going to feed the beast. They came out and said, hey, we're going to change all the rules. We're not going to give you access to any data. We have this fair thing, this, this EOS equal opportunity for everyone. And people 18 and 65 need to see the same deal because we're for equity. And the average business out there is like, I spent 700 grand with you last year. I had a ROAS, average ROAS of 5.4%, 5.4X. This year, it's, it's less than two. I can't operate that way. And we wonder why there's other things that are keep popping up. Now you have True Social and you have Getter and all these other things. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm only saying this to you because you're, you, you know that there's a problem. You can feel the stabbing that's happening. They're taking more taxes from you. They're becoming more intrusive. They're, the burden's becoming more. It's oppressive. You can't, you can't be happy because the only thing you're ever thinking about is money. All day, every day, you're thinking about money. And it's not because you're not doing a good job making it, ladies and gentlemen. You're, making, you're doing a great job making it. You just don't get to keep it. And so you have to literally, to survive, to, sur to, to basically survive, you and your spouse both have to work 60 hours a week while these clowns in the government work 30. And by the way, your kids, on the average, are graduating with a ninth grade reading level even in the best schools and suburban environments. And Max, you just showed them that if you look up CDC lies, lies, it goes to lice. Why? What do you think your kids are doing when they actually don't read a book? Or how about this? You throw this stupid freaking phone in front of them and you tell them to go read. Hey, you know what? Turn the volume down. Turn the volume down. Just turn the volume down. Hey, can you turn the volume down? It's bothering me. Because you got some little thing, electronic device, 
to, to look after your kid. And look, I'm not, I'm not giving anybody a hard time in this. I'm just trying to be cop- Captain Obvious for, you, for just a minute. If you want to solve the problem, let's get to the problem. Problem is we shouldn't have property tax. Problem is, is that a private school education should not be able to do the same work and have a higher outcome, 11th grade, 12th grade, second year uh, college student, rate reading, reading levels in, in, in the private sector, but in the public sector, they, they, ba- they basically don't care. And by the way, if you grow up poor, <laughs> you're illiterate. If you're born into a poor family, you have a 50% chance of being illiterate. Congratulations. Well, money is a big problem, but the issue is, I mean, just let's just look at infrastructure. We're getting off the CDC for a little bit, but just infrastructure itself. America's infrastructure is in really bad shape. That's not a partisan thing to say. Bridges are collapsing. You type in bridge collapse into into Google, and you're going to learn about a new one you didn't even think. It, it just happened today, right? It's estimated that it's going to cost $2. trillion to fix every bit of our infrastructure that's actually broken. $2.6 trillion. Like that, that's money at levels that you can't even really fathom. Like if I asked you how much space would it take to hold $2.6 trillion, I don't even know. I can't visualize it. It's just too much. Congress passed a $1.7-ish trillion infrastructure bill. It wasn't actually infrastructure. It had climate bullshit in it. Right? It had pork projects for the Democrats, their pet projects. It wasn't actually infrastructure. So if we want to, if we want to fix problems in this country, it is going to cost money. The problem is every time that they spend money, they put bullshit in it. Right? Bridges collapsing are real problems, right? Those yep, are real problems are. that affect everyone. It affect white people, it affect black people. It doesn't matter what race, what what your skin color is, your gender, your sexual orientation. If you're on a bridge and it collapses, you you are all dead dead. So these are things that we need to spend money on. The problem is when they're actually trying to spend money on it, they say, oh, no, well, we're going to have a climate core and we're going to pay these people five times the poverty rate and they're going to go around and they're going to study the climate and we're going to see whether whether central planners are racist and where they decide to plant trees. It's all a big waste. It, so, yeah. It, then then get, back to, get back to a community-based deal. Get back to a community-based deal. Look, I, I remember being on projects I remember being on projects in Africa and the Middle East. Someone would bring me a project. They, they even said that they wanted to pump water from the ocean to the Dead Sea, right? Because if you don't know anything about the Dead Sea, it's, it's rescinding at a rate is just because they're mining yeah. it. It's, well, well, no, it's, it's survived a lot better than, bigger than this. But they wanted to build this pipeline. And I go, okay, what's the cost to build this pipeline? And they wanted to, literally wanted, wanted to build a pipeline. Through, through Israel, and, and, and have a pipeline to pump water back into it to fill back up the Dead Sea. I was like, well, that's a brilliant idea. How much is that? $29 billion. So I just did the calculations, $29 billion, and projects that we had in Africa, what it would cost on labor and everything else. And I was like, somebody's going to end up with $27 billion. Because the real true cost of to build that pipeline, including making profit and doing normalized profit, is about two to two and a half billion dollars, and they would have been able to fill up the Dead Sea. Which, by the way, if you've never been to the Dead Sea, it's really awesome. You lay in the water and you literally can't sink. It's totally it's super freaky. Like you, you stand up like your pencil, and most of your body's above the water. It's it's freaky how buoyant you are. So, so I want to share something, Max, if I can. If you don't, you don't want me sharing this. Is that on topic? It is not on topic. 
It's absolutely okay. not on topic. I mean, we, we, we talked about the CD. We're going to beat to death the CDC. We can put some other stuff up, and then we can. But I want to I talk about this really quickly because I think it's important to what we're talking about with the CDC. And the bottom line with the CDC is they lie. And we tolerate it. We wake up tomorrow and we forget all about the fact that they just lied to us yesterday. And we wonder why we don't trust the government. But then when the government and the media comes out and says, this orange man bad, people believe it. But if you ask them if they trust the media, they'll go, Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. We don't trust the media. But they believe that. When, when we talk about the fundamentals of how to solve a problem, we, we are so afraid to hold people accountable and to hit the hammer, hit the nail with the hammer. We don't want to hurt, we don't want to hurt the nail. So I, so I have a video. So, so my, my nephew uh, came to visit me with Caitlin. You know Caitlin. Mm -hmm. So my nephew Wyatt came to visit and uh, here for three days. And I look, I, I love my niece. And I guess it's my great nephew. Is it my great nephew? Because it's my niece's son. And um, <laughs> I was really hard on him because he threw fits and acted like, and every time he threw a fit, she threw this thing in front of him. And I walked over after he threw a fit and gave it to him. And I snatched it out of his hands and he started to get upset. And I was like, cry and I will put you in the corner. And he like looked at me and I was like, oh no, you don't get to play that with me. And then at dinner, he wanted to run around and, you know, grab stuff off and things like that. I was like, uh-uh, sit down. And he couldn't believe that I'm telling him. Now I gave him hugs, affirmation, right? Love you, buddy, but you're not going to play these games. You're not going to do this. And he, you know, he's throwing stuff around. She's like, I can't understand why he's, he's acting up. But he goes, he's in the car. He gets upset. He's pointing. He wants something from the convenience store. And she's like, okay, I'll go get you something. I was like, no, you won't. Why are you going to go get him something? Well, because, and she looked at me, and it was an aha moment. So you'd think that this kid would be like, now, again, I, I played with him. It was little Spider-Man things, and I played with them. Again, this has no relevancy at all to the CDC, guys. No relevancy. But I raised two kids, two amazing children. They're now young adults, great kids. And uh, she's like, man, she thought that for sure he was going to, like, hate being around me. <laughs> and I would smile and laugh with him, and then he would go over and interact with his mom, and his mom, frankly, she's a young mom. She's a single mom. And so she's at the airport, and he kept saying, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe. And so I, I shared it on the Telegram channel. But this is my nephew. Go ahead and play it, Mr. Producer. My nephew um, talking about me. What? Uncle Joe. What? Uncle Joe. What about Uncle Joe? Yeah. What about him? Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, Uncle Joe. Yeah, Uncle Joe? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to point that out, Max, because sometimes the problem is that you just you gotta you gotta be tougher. So let's stop funding it. Let's let's stop letting them be. Let's let's stop letting it get off the rails. But we're letting it get off the rails. We let the CDC get off the rails. We let the the FBI get off the rails. We let the CIA get off the rails. We let the Pelosi tell the media what they're going to do, and we stop calling people out for being liars. We we let the Google do what they do and hiding information. What are they doing to our kids when they go to re research a book? Anyway. Yeah. Cute little deal. Oh, very adorable. Very, very, very adorable. 
Well, this podcast is sponsored by IPVanish. IPVanish is a great solution. It's a VPN to protect you and your identity while you're online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computer, tablet, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media online. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It really is that simple. You can use... uh, So here's the deal. IPVanish offers an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for listeners and viewers of this show. Now, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can get your money back inside of 30 days but 70 percent off that's like you signing up for 12 months and you get nine months free actually that's exactly what this is ip vanish is super easy to use all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected you won't even know it's on stop sharing with the world everything you watch everything you search for everything you buy take back your privacy today with a brand that's trusted 4.6 out of 5 on trustpilot so go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promotional code daily to claim your 70% savings. Again, that's IPVANISH.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get 70% back. So, I mean, we, we come down on different sides of this. I look at the problem, whether it's the C- CDC, right? I look at the problem and say, okay, Fauci's got to go. Cut off the head of the snake. Now, in a lot of ways, it's, it's a hydra. Cut off one head, two more will sprout up. That seems like a really easy way to at least get started. They only, I think their budget's only like $9 billion, which is a ton. But considering that it's the Centers for Disease Control, and they are working on a lot of weird, like protecting us from things, not everyone's bad. I don't know if just cutting money does it, right? You have to, you have to actually fire people, right? Because it's, it's not that we, the money isn't, being, isn't necessary. It's that it's being misappropriated. It's being misspent. I mean, look at the Department of Education. Can you point to a single bureaucrat in the Department of Education that is making our kids smarter? No. Can't find one, right? So you got to clean house. And we come down on different sides of this, right? I mean, I hate property taxes too. Every year I go down to my county and I fight like hell to reduce my property taxes. And it's getting harder and harder to win because people keep selling their homes next to me and making a ton of money on it. But ultimately... The, I mean, when you look at where the property taxes go towards, they go towards things like fire, police departments, road. I mean, you, you talk about infrastructure. Joe, me and you, we hate E-470. E-470 is the private toll road in Colorado around Denver. It is the, is, is the road, I believe it might, it's still true. It has the highest toll per mile ratio. In the country. Out of any, in, in the country, right? That was created by an act of the Colorado legislature, I think in the early 90s, they voted to let a private company come in and develop this. So yeah, develop it so that the taxpayers wouldn't have to pay for it. Well, now the taxpayers are paying for it, right? Taxpayers are paying through the nose. And you cost you you 15 bucks to to go the the length of it. But it's actually $13 to get to the the airport from in one direction, it's 11, the other place is 13. So yeah, I was talking about the length of it, the whole past the airport. It's $24. Yeah, it's a ton. It's $24 to make one loop around Denver. $24. I mean, think about that. $24. So the, the, reason, the, the reason why I, we don't come down on either, different sides of it, it's th- this is where I just have, frankly, more wisdom, more years. 
you're not going to, if you cut Fauci out and you fire Fauci, you are just turning the glass over and you're emptying it and you're putting it back. Well, that's the topic of our facts class today. So we, we do want to fire Fauci. We do. Um, we absolutely want to fire Fauci. Yeah. We, we should fire Fauci. We, we absolutely should push to fire Fauci. But at the end of the day, let's fire Fauci. Let's fire Biden. Let's fire our, our state elected leaders. Let's start fire, fire the federal government. Let's, let's shrink everything. We, we are not getting the benefit of an average cost of $17,000 a year for healthcare costs. We are not getting the benefit. And by the way, it's not $16,000 per student. It's, it's the people that own these homes that are disproportionately paying for education that is putting kids inside of our market that are becoming criminals because that's the only thing that they know how to do. Not because they wanted to wake up and they woke up in the morning when they were a kid and said, I want to be a criminal. I, I look at it from the perspective of let's just stop feeding it. Let's stop feeding it. Let's stop feeding the beast. Let's go to them and say collectively, and boy, this is not going to be very popular, but we start electing people that, that maybe have a Republican asterisk. We're asterisks. From now on, guys, we're, we refer to ourselves as asterisks. We are no longer Republicans or Democrats. We are Americans, asterisk. And if you want to be or Republican, asterisk, Democrat, asterisk, I'm not that type of Democrat. I'm not the rhino Republican that's the same thing as a Democrat that basically wants to take everything from the American people. The thirst for more in the government will never, ever, ever be quenched. It will never be quenched. And the reason, and the reason why you know that is that they're trying to kill opportunity. And the only way that you can stop that from happening is just say we've had enough. You've take, you're taking more from my household than I get to keep to raise my family. You're taking more from me. You're making me a slave six months out of the year. And we just say we've had enough. It's, it's, it is a hydra. But it, the worst part about this hydra is that we, we, we feed it the purest of water. We feed it the best food. It gets, the, it gets 100% of the finer things in life. Well, I know that when I took my parents to a nice restaurant, they're like, why are we going to go here? I don't want to go here. I'm like, why? Nice to my parents was bonefish. <laughs> you guys know where bonefish is. It's, it's a decent restaurant on the East Coast. But it's, it's like Olive Garden and not nice, nice. I mean, I wanted to take them to a nice restaurant. Sorry, but like, a, like the wharf or, you know, really nice, you know, white tablecloth dinner. And I remember my dad looking at it going, yeah, let's go to Bonefish. <laughs> I, I just think that they're eating that way all the time, and we are stuck at a standard not realizing the, thing, the very thing that's killing us is the very people that say that, hey, I'm here to see you. I'm here to help. Yeah. So I love to cut education funding. Here in Texas, the challenge is that for every dollar that's spent on education, 60, 60 cents of that is spent on instruction. Right. Right. And, and you know that teachers are not wealthy. They're not making a ton. I look at that, and when you actually look at the breakdown, right, if you cut significant amounts, I mean, other things like food, like lunchroom, you, that's already bare bones. 
right? They're already feeding them slop. They're like, there are prisoners who get nicer lunches than public schools in this country. There's no room for cutting there. You, you, you do, you do a hatchet cut on education funding. It's going to, it's going to come out of teachers paychecks. It will, <laughs> it will for every dollar spent in Texas, 60 cents is, is paying in teacher, teacher salaries. Now we already have a pretty lean operation compared to other states, but you, you cut, it's going to come out of teachers. It will. I mean, I mean, what, what happens then? I mean, I, I no, agree with you. It, cut it, it doesn't, it doesn't go to teachers. That's absolutely not true. It does not. It goes to pensions of which the teachers don't pay into those pensions. So, so teachers get, get entitlements. They get, well, let me ask you a question. Do I, as a business owner, do I get a pension or do I have to pay into that pension? Do you I have to pay into that, into that 401k? But do you know you what? Paint. Yeah, but they don't as teachers. They get, they get a, a free entitlement. Look, the rules can't be different for one side than the other. They can't. And by the way, one of the other reasons why we have high pension problems is, one, we have terrible investors at the pension funds that actually manage it. So their losses for pensions have been dramatic over the last 20 years, while the S&P and the NASDAQ and everything else have soared at 9 10 11%. When you start talking to me about finance, I, we can have that conversation. And they don't pay for it. They don't yeah. pay for the pension. Every state's different. Texas, 68% is on payroll. So like, that's not pension. I mean, that might be pensions that are already it's being paid true. out, but it's payroll. No, it's payroll. Max, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. I'm telling you, it's not true. I'm telling you, it's not true. It's what you're saying is not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true that, that will, Texas will, pays 68% on payroll. I, I promise you it's not true. I promise you that it is okay. not true that their budget is 68% for, for, for salaries. It's not. It's okay. not. Well, you, I'm, I'm reading it, but that's fine. The average teacher's okay. salary is $60,000. Okay. Right? That's average. There's hires, there's lowers. That, that's part of the, they negotiate that with the unions, right? I hate teachers' unions, right? Okay. But it's not like they're eating lobster every night at home and also getting bloated salaries, right? Well, it's, hold, hold on a second. Hold on. Time out, time out, time out. There are people in the private sector, there are people in the private sector that don't make 60 grand a year. And when they retire, yeah. because by the way, as a teacher, you get a retirement, you get a pension, you also get mm -hmm. Social Security. When those people retire at making 60 grand a year, and by the way, they, they pay more in taxes than a teacher does. And by the way, that $60,000 is to work eight months out of the year or nine months out of the year. So if you, if, you did the, if you did the breakdown, they get paid over the course of 12 months, yeah. but they have to work for eight or nine months. They get a three-month vacation. How many people on here would like to take a three-month vacation? And, oh, oh, I love it. and then, and then Listen, my, my wife was a teacher, so you don't have to lecture me on this. I'm not trying to lecture you. I'm not trying to lecture you. You have many, more, you. Years, you have many you. more years. You have many more years than me, but, but also know that I've lived having a wife who's a teacher. I know how this works. I also know that she came home some nights at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., out the door at 6 a.m. Yeah. So not exactly the same hours as a typical nine to five working weekends. Yeah. And they don't get paid for that extra time. All I'm saying yeah. is that like, we have we have shit teachers because many teachers are paid shit salaries. It's true. I mean, when you look at inner cities where they're saying, "Okay, come here's forty grand a year to come teach kids that are going to kill you if you turn your back to them." Who's going to do that, right? No one. Who's going it, to? It's not it's not encouraging that, the best but, of the best. But see, that's so that's my point. That that that's right. But if we pay teachers to teachers and the teachers can, can contribute to a four hundred one k just like everyone else, of that sixty eight percent that you say. 
And this is a good discussion because, frankly, guys, listen, Max and I are probably walking right past each other because I want teachers to get paid well. I really do. But I don't want activists. I don't want people training my children. I don't want no. pe people training your children. But 68% not. Is, not, is not a true number. That number have what's, what is That's called carry it's not. It's called carry forwards. If you, if you know anything about financial documents, you have carry forwards and you have certain amounts that go towards retirement that are then back, that are put back into that salary number because they, number one, have a deficit and number two, they have to pay the entitlements out for the pensions. Now, the third part of that salaries that you're not understanding is going to be the union's part in that. So when you have salaries and things like that, you also have the part where the unions get paid out of the salary. Teachers have to pay into the unions and so does the school systems have to pay into the unions. So you get paid from both sides. So the unions are getting fat and happy, super fat and happy. And then they get activist teachers in that environment to do their bidding, and then they become a political apparatus to basically hurt your children. You should not be able to have a, student, a teacher in a private school environment they get paid, the, get paid the same amount of money, is responsible for their own 401k, don't have to deal with the... The, 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 the unionized problems on the outside and they get a better education. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, if, if, the, if all things are equal, they should have to have the same set of rules. Same with being in Congress. You serve more than three terms in, or two terms in Congress, you get a pension for life when you hit a certain age. You serve more than one term in the Senate, you get a pension for life. Yeah, and, and we probably are just talking past each other. You just put up my screen. I mean, the numbers I'm quoting are the numbers. Instruction is 60%, admin support 14%, and the way it actually gets broke down, payroll is 68%, and then you have capital outlay, debt service, and other operating. So okay. the way I, that they the way that they describe it, it's that's not in direct payroll, um, but we're, we're talking past each other. We want good teachers for kids. We all wanna live in a society where kids are educated and they're not idiots, right? I mean, that's what we want. We want kids to graduate at a, with a good reading level so that they're not like, <laughs> they're not a public charge. That's what we want, right? Look, you have to I, pay for that. I, I don't, the solution I don't isn't mind. to cut I don't, teacher's pay. I didn't say cut teacher's pay. I never said that. Never said that. I never said cut teacher's pay. That's not well, that's what, what I said. That's what the, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain that that's what property taxes, at least in Texas, that's what property taxes primarily go towards. Primarily, they go towards the school district, and of that, primarily goes towards teachers' payroll. It is not. So, where where was the part in there, by the way, for retirement? Where was the part in that thing for retirement? Where? Probably other operating expenses. No, that's not. And, other operating expenses would be football, sports, it'd okay. be all of the other things that happen, right? Where's the part in there for? And this is why I know more about financial statements, right? And how they actually show things. Do you think that if they showed that forty percent of the payroll? was for entitlements and for pension that you wouldn't have an uproar? I mean, this is a, this is a class assignment for you, Max. I want you to go back. I well, want no, you to no, call no. up. I'm going to give you the class assignment. When you get your property tax bill, you can go and, and read it. through it. I've read it's through a, it all. It's, it's $11,000. And, yeah, and frankly, it was absurd. It's absurd, right? Yeah. So, but my point is You can't, you can't fight it until next year, by the way. My, my <laughs> point is, my point is, is that... He, I pay everyone, look down the street, they're all paying these big property tax bills all the way down, just all the way down the street, property tax, property tax, all the way down the street, right? That's truth. That is what's happening. And yet, <laughs> and, and this is a big and yet, and yet 
they can't even be honest with you on what the breakout is for payroll. They can't be honest with you. And we came down and we talked about CDC having not wanting to give you information because it's inconvenient. You just showed me a pie chart that shows me zero service serviceability related to pensions. And yet I promise you, I don't promise you, I will bet you the moon, I'll bet you anything out there that that, 40, that 68% includes entitlements for pensions. Because so far, nearly all 50 states have had a pension deficit, have had a pension deficit over the last decade. And they own their buildings and they have bonds and there's a lot of other things that have to go into it. And so now you, you get down to it. And if you found out that 22% goes to, to actual payroll and the rest goes to pensions, how are you going to feel? That two-thirds of the money that they put out for, for payroll is going to people that are retired. How would you feel about that? Well, in Texas, in Texas teachers have to put 7.7% of their, of their pay into their retirement. So they do pay into their retirement in Texas. It's different in other states, but that's probably why it's lumped into payroll because it gets paid out of payroll. So teachers have to pay 7.7%. But listen, I, I, I would not go down and fight my property taxes not, if I knew. <laughs> Joe, I live in Texas. Come I, on, man. I understand. I understand. I'm not arguing with you about, about the air conditioning in Denver. Trust me, I fight my property taxes every year. I know where they go to. Okay. Trust me on this. I, would, I wouldn't fight my property taxes right. if I knew that I was actually getting what I was paying for. And I knew that the kids were getting educated and they were going to be good model citizens. If I knew that the police were going to actually protect me and not target me. If I knew that the fire department was going to get to my house on time if it was ever burning down. Those, those are all worthwhile expenses. The problem is when you pay your property taxes, you're not actually getting that. You're getting worse police response times. You're getting worse fire response times. You're getting teachers who don't give a crap about your kids, who don't know how to teach, right? And they're, and they're indoctrinating them. So if we could actually get what we want to pay for, I'd be happy with it. I'd be, I'd be with a smile on my face, handing over my, my, my check. I wouldn't even put it in escrow. I'd personally walk it down every, every year and happily pay it. But we're not getting what we're paying for. And that's, it's up and down throughout government. We're not getting what we're paying for. It is being hijacked at, at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level, and very little of it's actually getting where we want it to go. So if we could get it where we want it to go, I'm happy to pay it. I am. But I have no interest in, in paying the salary of a teacher that's going to indoctrinate my kids or an administrator that takes four days off a week. No, it's, 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 it's getting misspent. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You know, I just, I, I talked about the fact that they lied to you and you're, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, somebody just said defund the schools. Somebody else says that, uh, you know, they only get nine weeks off during the summer. Um, I look, I, I think that maybe only nine weeks is great. I don't know of many other professions where you get nine weeks off, plus the same paid holidays off that, that kids get off uh, spring break. Uh, so they don't just get nine weeks. You know, typically the, the winter break is uh, nearly 12, 13 days, 10 days, say 10 days. Yeah. All right. So that's another week. So you get 10 weeks. So in essence, if you look at the calendar for what teachers get off, and I, you could say that they, the good teachers actually work Saturday and Sundays, the good teachers get there at six in the morning and leave at five o'clock, that they're committed to doing things like sports and other things. I'm going to tell you that a teacher saved my life. It was, it was a teacher that I had that saved my life many years ago and made me realize that I was wasting away talent. And then I thought that, uh, you know, I didn't, it didn't matter to me. School didn't matter to me. And he figured out that I was smart. This teacher figured out I was smart. Saved my life. 
So do I think there's good teachers? I think that there are amazing teachers out there. And I wouldn't argue with paying a teacher $100,000 a year. I wouldn't. Matter of fact, consolidation is a great thing. But, but, I, but I'm going to say this because I think it's important. If it costs $16,000 for an education in the public school environment, in the private school environment, which makes money, typically makes money, is $9,000 right, a year. And I have a delta of $7,000 per student. And the private school education is much better suited to give you an opportunity for the future. Then why the hell are we, are we paying into a system and, and why, are they, why are they fighting every step of the way to stop privatization? Instead, they're trying to go the opposite way. And what I mean by privatization is vouchers, right? Why, why, don't, why don't they do vouchers? Why can't you just decide that I'm going to opt out? I'm going to opt out. I'm, I'm not going to go to the public school. Hey, give me my $16,000 and I'll take it over here and I'll drop it into another school. That's not that public school. You got to pay it anyway. Why not give it to me and let me put my child in a better school? And, and this is why I get to why they lie to us and why it's inconvenient. And, and, I, and I'm not, this isn't a fight against the teachers. It's not a fight against the fact that the, the Center for Disease Control is probably necessary at some part. It's a fight against the fact that they just don't tell us the truth in government. And if we shrink it by 80%, it becomes more transparent. It does, and it costs us less, and it's less intrusive in our lives. If we stop giving them 52 cents on every dollar and start becoming more realistic in what they're allowed to take from us, our, the, the obligation for them will be to, be to do better. But they don't have to do better. We, we are the people. They're supposed to service. And yet they don't take care of us at all. We're the customer. And they don't have to treat us like they're a customer. They get to treat us like a slave. We get to sit at their table. We get to eat their sloppy food. And they get to tell us that, hey, look, if you don't like the service, tough luck. That's, that's my problem. That's my problem. If the, money we, a child, if the money follows a child, I think it would definitely breed competition, right? It would promote competition. If public schools had to compete with private schools, it absolutely would. Where, you lose, where people would lose me are retirees who usually in many states their their property tax are frozen but when people don't have kids in the schools then they, then they say well if they if the money follows the kid and i don't have a kid then i shouldn't have to pay into it and that, that's the yeah. other that's the other part of the logic and the flip side of that is we still all benefit from having educated kids i don't want to live in a society where kids don't know how to read and write where kids don't know basic math right that that terrifies the hell out of me right so so th there's an element, there's an element of this that we are paying into things that are not going to directly benefit us, right? My house has never, actually, that's not true. I did have an apartment fire one year, but my house has never burned down. I'm still, I've never had to call the fire department, right? If, if I live a long life and I never have to fire, call the fire department for anything, I'm not going to say it was a waste of money because the house three streets down had a house right across the street had a fire, right? So there's an element of this that's still... We're paying for things that we know we're never going to personally benefit from. Right. We, we know we're never going to personally benefit from. But I don't want to sound like a liberal, but society as a whole is made better when some of that spending happens. But yes, most of it is wasted, right? Most of it's wasted. But if we all stop paying property taxes, I think we'd be terrified what would happen for just basic services. Are, Max, fire, are, where are you? Are we not terrified of what's happening right now? 
I'm terrified of what's happening right now. Well, so no, we're, we're giving him the money, and up. I'm still terrified. Yeah. I'd rather be terrified and have the money in my pocket so I can solve yeah. the problem as a community. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, in Texas, we pay property tax because we don't have to pay income tax, right? So we've kind of come up with that arrangement where we're not paying income tax. Um, sales tax is a little high. But yeah. I mean, at some point, you have to pay for these things. You have to pay for them. I don't have a problem if we actually pay for it. If we actually yeah, pay for it. Let, if we listen. actually get what we're paying for. Yeah, so here, Resilient Angel said something. It says, there's no checks and balances, no audits, no audits or accountability. The government needs to be put in check. That is, I think, the point of it. That, that pretty much sums it all the way up, is that, look, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the place where we don't have any government. I don't want chaos. But what we have right now is chaos. What we have right now is controlled chaos. What we have right now is a lack of, of accountability in every front. And they have gotten away with it for so long because we have fed the hydra. We have fed the tree. The, and it's not the tree of life, it's a tree of death. They're not making life better for anyone. They're making life worse for everyone. And by the way, in the middle of doing that, take a 52% of your, of your money, which is over six months out of the year, <laughs> they're also, there's a death tax. And you don't own your own house, and you don't own your car. And you don't own anything. They get to take everything from you. Everything. Well, you, you always own your car. You just can't use it in certain places. If you, you got a lot use of it land, on your driveway. You don't have to, you don't have to register. You know, back and forth, or if you back have land. and forth, back and forth. If, if you, if you have a ranch truck, you can drive around the ranch. You don't have to have it registered, right? Yeah. It, it's, it, 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 it we, we are afraid to do something because we operate from fear of loss. And what I'm saying is, let's get away from fear of loss. And Max, you, you say that it would be devastating if you didn't pay the 80%, but I know for a fact, I know for a fact that many times, many times, you will do whatever you can to make sure you have all your itemized deductions. Like all of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How about all those people that don't even know about itemized deductions because they're too poor? Or they can't read? Or they... they they can't. I mean, they would. They would claim the standard deduction. Standard deduction, four thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, we're and we're giving you back your own money that you gave us, and then you call it a refund. It's not a refund. Well, they don't pay property tax. They don't. They don't pay income tax. They don't pay federal income tax anyway. No. So you can't deduct what doesn't exist. My my point is this: an eighty percent change in the federal government. If we stop paying taxes, if we literally stop paying taxes, if we just stopped. And we said, listen, we'll give you 20%. We're not negotiating from a position of strength. We're negotiating from a, a position of weakness. 43% of all businesses fail within the first two years, small businesses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah? All right, you ready for this? Nearly 60% of major corporations operate at a deficit. Yeah. I'm sure there's some accounting tri tricks in there, but yeah. There is, and there's money they get from the government, and there's entitlements, and they pay less taxes, and we pay more taxes. It, 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 it's, it's not equally yoked. We are not equally yoked with our captors. No, we're not. And, and, and so I just want to get to the place where they stop lying to us, and we stop just accepting that that lie is something that we have to be beholden to. We don't. We, don't, we absolutely don't. We are the elephant in the room tied to a fence with a small string, and the fence is not even in the ground. 
And all we have to do is run away from it. You want to do the last reads? Sure. Sure. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Enterforce. Enterforce is uh, our partner. We have partnered with them to create these amazing t-shirts, the Free Our People t-shirts to help benefit the January 6th protesters who are locked up unjustly to help them with their legal cases, to help their family members fly out to see them because many of them haven't seen their mother, their father, their spouse, their significant others in over a year. So this is how it works. Enterforce has the shirts up for sale. When you go and buy them, not only are some of the proceeds going to go towards the January 6th prisoners, but you're going to get entered into the running to win that sweet Ford F-450 with a gooseneck trailer and a Can-Am Maverick that you just saw on the screen, plus $20,000 of cold hard cash. Every dollar that you spend gets you five entries into that. And as a bonus for listeners and viewers of this show, when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get an extra thousand entries. A bonus thousand entries. This is no brand. Or you can use promo code CD10 to get 10% off. But personally, I choose the entries. So head on over to enterforce.com and check out enrforce.com and check out the Free Our People t shirts as well as all the other great apparel and mystery boxes that they have available at that site. Full disclosure no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter. And making a purchase or payment will not increase your likelihood of winning. We're out of time. We are. Yeah. Guys, listen, this is a spirited discussion. Um, Max and I don't have to agree on everything. It doesn't mean that we're right or wrong. It's just different perspectives. It's good to have these conversations about why they lie to us about everything. And frankly, the CDC, it's really simple. They lie. They lie. They don't want us to know. And they, they don't have another excuse. They're out of excuses. They don't want us to know about the election, the fact that it was stolen. They don't want us to know about the pandemic. They don't want to know about ivermectin, but they slip up and they put it in a, in a deal so they can slowly leak it out and say, see, I told you. And yet not enough people can see it because the media is manipulated anyway. We have a fight yeah. ahead of ourselves right now. And I think that the fight is definitely something we can win if we all stand up and fight together. Now, with that said, you can follow us on Telegram at Conservative Daily. You'll be able to follow us on uh, Truth Social as well. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. You can find us on the audio versions at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. Yeah, I think that if we all got to the place, and, and all is a hard, hard deal because you have 30% of our population that is on some sort of a subsistence. But... Listen, share, if I had a nickel share. every time someone in the comment section said Max is wrong, I'd be able to pay my property taxes. All of it, actually. I just, I just, want, I just want to live yeah. in a country where I can go down the road and not worry about the bridge collapsing under me. Well, that's already we happening. Start there. That's already happening. Not, not, not really. No, it is. Not really. Yeah, there was Another bridge, bridge just collapsed today. I'm sorry? Uh, it's, not, it's not being fixed. The bridges are collapsing, like every yeah, day. Yeah, every day. There's a new bridge collapsing. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're collapsing and they're taking 52 cents on your, of your money. Yeah. So what do you think? That's what I'm saying. At least, at least do the job that you're claiming to take the money right. for. And then yeah. let's talk about what we can cut. Yeah. So if you, if you need a reminder, when we go live, you can, you can text the word freedom to eight, nine, five, one, seven, and sign up for our text alert system. Use the link in our description as well to subscribe for our newsletters so and get the facts blast. So you don't miss any of the important projects we're working on. That's it for this episode of conservative daily podcast. My name is Joe Altman. My name is Max McGuire. People are telling me I need to thumbs up to make sure I'm still happy. Um, He's happy. Look, we, he just spent a couple days out here with me. It's we're good. We're not. We're I'm not good. upset at Max. Max isn't upset at me. 
Jo- right? Joe just needs to learn about the Texas property taxes. He will. I know. I know all about learn. it. I know all about it. Just trust he's me. Got, I, got he's 11, I got an eleven thousand dollar bill. I was like this. I know. I know. But you know what's <laughs> going to be great when you don't have to pay any income tax. You're going to be like, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I am doing that. I'm. I'm actually. Be <laughs> yeah, so you like that. That's you like that part less. of it. Yeah, six percent less. Yeah, it's good stuff. So that's it. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together.